The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marks with Mike's. I am your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT, the Godfather. We are back again, episode number 82. Of course, in the building right now, we have the homeboy Doug Douglas fixing up a nice drink. Popping bottles for episode 82 is not even a milestone. And uh, back from his hiatus of basically waiting until 2K came out, because you know he had to get down on it, is, of course, the Juice Man, Dre. Did you have to say all that, 2K? It, it wasn't just 2K, but, yeah, I do go on hibernation when 2K comes out. But, hello, people. Do I still have juice boxes? Do I? I don't, I don't know. That's that's the question for the listeners. Uh, if I got some juice boxes, send me a shout-out because I don't know if I still have it. It's been about 10 episodes, but it's good to be back. Let's 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 get it started. No problem. Let's go ahead and hop right into the swing of things. First things first, man, we are at the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. We have our two winners, of course, on the Raw side. Uh, sneaking in there was, of course, Baron Corbin. And on the SmackDown side, we had a, a definite change of, of, of a match that we thought was going to happen, but didn't happen. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, Doug. So, you know, we had uh, Shane McMahon fill in. You know, he teased. He's They've kind of been teasing him as, like, a face. But that's just, like, part of his, like, whole heel, heel, heel persona is that he's uh, he acts like he's going to start opening up or, like, you know, going back to being a, a balanced GM. And then he just, you know, sends Elias out there or some shit like that. So... You know, this is this is why you had a Shane McMahon build. This is why it's valuable to do that with one of your characters, even if they're a GM or they're the son or the boss's son or whatever, because no one else would have really made sense without them doing some sort of multi-man match. Like there would have been had to be like a little mini tournament within the tournament, like a loser's bracket to to get someone back into the tournament, or it would have just been an unfair thing. And that's fine for a heel, but you wouldn't have been able to put a face in there. And that's the side of the bracket where, you know, you needed a heel maybe, but, you know, who knows? So having McMahon come out there, the the way that they booked it was good because I think that they, as much as I understood the story that they were telling with Kevin Owens being conflicted and, you know, as much as he's anti Shane McMahon, he's also very much pro family, so he didn't want to cross the line and do something that would affect his family. So he was being more restrained than maybe you would want a character like that to eventually become. 
But maybe now that he's fired, if he doesn't show up in NXT, which is, what what was that, like 18, 20, 24, 24, whatever the fuck the numbers are that he tweeted out. So if he doesn't show up in NXT, he does come back to keep feuding with Shane McMahon. Hopefully he just, you know, comes in there and starts stomping mud holes, and that's the end of it. He doesn't give a damn about a fine. His family gave him the green light to go uh, whoop some ass and whatever else. But uh, I'm super excited about Gable and uh Baron Corbin facing off. I think that was probably the best contrast that you could have possibly dreamt up as far as face versus heel and elevating people that weren't already established faces and heels. I mean, yeah, definitely was a, a great move. Uh just put him in there. Having that having that, you know, that's just easy fill in for, but it was kind of teased from the beginning. I mean, think about it. Shane screwed Kevin Owens over. And now it seems like, for lack of a better, uh, word in Shane's mind, Kevin Owens screwed Shane McMahon over. Uh, but what do you think about this matchup in general for the finals of the King of the Rain tournament? Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. What do you think about that, Dre? Um, you know, just just to piggyback off Doug, it is the ultimate heel versus face match. I would have never put Chad Gable in there, but, I mean, he did have some good matches leading up to it. And, you know, Baron Corbin is also the, the ultimate heel. Everybody hates his ass. And, and you know, it, I, it's going to be a good match. I know I'm, I'm rooting for Gable. I really want him to win. But, of course, they probably might make Baron Corbin win just to continue this um this vortex of Baron Corbin, I got that from uh, Wrestle Wrestle Talk. That's so funny. They say that all the time. N- not to change the subject, but this Shane McMahon thing, I'm sorry. I thought this shit died at, at SummerSlam. Me, personally, I'm tired of seeing him on TV. I'm just tired. What else can you do with him? What else can you do with him? I mean, I, I don't understand. You're putting him in these matches. You know, and and, and then with Kevin Owens, you're making him a badass at first, then you're making him some soft ass. Come on now, I, I just I just get frustrated every time I see Shane McMahon on SmackDown. I just want to throw my remote at the TV every time I see him on TV. You know, is it good for business? Yeah, but I just me as a fan, I'm just tired of seeing him. I thought he was done with that SummerSlam. I'm like, get him the fuck out of here. Okay, that's all. This is just my rant for the week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think with it, all right, so, like, going back to let's pretend that Elias didn't get hurt, Um, I think the plan, if I'm reading in between the lines of the booking up until this point with the tournament, you know, Elias won against Kevin Owens because Shane McMahon screwed him. I would right. imagine that if – if it would have still been Gable and Elias, that there might have been some Kevin Owens shenanigans, especially if Shane came out to do shenanigans for Elias. So I think that they were already going to maybe use Shane McMahon's tyranny or whatever, or because we haven't really seen him in a few weeks. Like he's been around, but like it hasn't been the the best in the world, all that shit. Like, they, they scaled back on that. He's just kind of been backstage, like, kind of a normal heel GM. But 
Yeah, um, but um, now that they're, know, if they're going to push Kevin Owens to have him come back and be the Austin character, they got to give him something. So I think they were going to fire Kevin Owens anyway. That's what I was getting at. I, I think that that whole part okay. was going to happen. So I'm trying to okay. think of how they were going to probably get there, and they just had to figure out a new way to get it to the same point um, because then they'll probably have, like, another fucking match, and that's when they'll really have Kevin Owens, like, be the tweener that, that you know, he's a face, but he's he doesn't give a shit, and he's just going to kick Shane McMahon's ass and make his life a living hell. Hopefully that's what we get. I hope so, too. I mean, I, I just want to – I don't know, like – I'm, I'm just tired of seeing them, and and if you're gonna make Kevin always this like badass, you know, I, I stop the boss out, I don't care what you say type of character. I love it. I've been wanting that type of character from him since he came, since he came um, to the uh, main roster. So, I mean, I, I'm down for it. I'm just, I, I just hate these like, what what can I say? Um, you ever know how WWE has a good idea? But then they always have that uh, that that pothole that just fucks it up. That's that's what I feel like this is right now. This is this pothole that's fucking it up. Like you got them going this direction, then you take this left turn down this street. Like, oh, what the hell? Like, I don't understand. Why are we going this way? Where well, the goal is straight ahead. I don't understand. You know, you, you, does that make sense of what I'm saying? If it doesn't, I, I'll shut up. No, 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 I see what you're saying. I think it's one of those things where they, they, they try to, to milk certain things too much. And they're, they're trying to build some additional weeks of storyline where maybe we need to get to a pay-per-view match within the first month as opposed to two months or, or whatever the fuck that it, it takes. Sometimes they, 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 they catch on that people like something and then they, they really try to milk that they found something that people like and end up kind of watering it down because they, they just don't get to the point uh, fast enough. Okay. But yeah, um, so King of the Ring, we got that next week, but we got some big news outside of uh, the Evil Empire today. We got um, Impact Wrestling uh, is going on Family Feud. Uh, I mean, Impact Wrestling is going to be partnering up with Axis. They were purchased, um, or Axis, or what what is it, JT? They Axis purchased it? Axis. Impact. I don't watch that shit. What? What? Right. I don't world. watch that shit either. So please explain to us, JT. What the hell is going on here? What had happened was was this. Uh, Anthem, which is the parent company of uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, actually got majority stake in the company, uh, the company of Access and uh, HCNet and Fight who is also uh, associated with Mark Cuban, who is also associated through Steve Harvey. So Steve Harvey hand is inside this deal as well. Uh, I don't happen. Uh, I can't believe that it happened, but I can't wait to see Steve Harvey uh, call someone down to the ring. Because we all know Steve Harvey has like the perfect MC uh, skills, so it'll be something like y'all show your love real quick for Moose, you know. And you know, it's like it's he, he's just the perfect host. I mean, I think it's great, and I just think I find it very ironic that they release a presser today, commercial and everything, and it looks like they're going to be debuting in October. Well, what else is debuting in October? 
Could it be AW on Wednesday night? Yes, sir. Could it be also SmackDown moving to Fox? Yes, sir. And it looks like Impact is trying to have a little shine in the month of October as well. Listen, we've been saying it on the show for almost a year. Wrestling is now definitely 25-8. With all these promotions all through the entire week, and then we don't know what's going to happen with ROH. We don't know what's going to happen with Walt. Wow, we're not, we don't know what's going to happen to New Japan. But we shall see. Uh, yeah, man, this is this is big. Uh, how do you take that news, uh, Doug? Yeah, you know, I, I I'm not I'm just talking shit about Impact. I, I obviously want Impact to to do well, and you know, I definitely watched it uh, during some some Moose era times and some EC3 era times and some Broken Hardy times, and you know, they've had plenty of good moments. You know, Aces and Eights had some some good times and. You know, even some of the old WWE guys had some good runs there. Kurt Angle, you know, built uh, a whole nother arm of his career and legacy in in that company. So, yeah, you know, you want to see him do good. You know, you've got uh, Madman Fulton, who's uh, a a local favorite here from coming from ASWA. Um, You know, he's been on the the show uh, in a brief interview with us before. So we obviously want him uh, to do well. Tessa Blanchard is doing good work over there. Uh, definitely some positives. They just needed to get some stability. That's their biggest problem. It always has been. There's Anytime they get any sort of steam, there's like a deal that gets pulled underneath. Someone comes in and buys the company. Dixie Carter does something dumb. Someone gets hurt. You know, they've... <laughs> they've never been able to sustain a good run. Whenever anyone does anything good, it's like, all right, well, we got to get that guy back in WWE now because he's doing so damn good. I agree Uh, with you 100%. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, so this is huge news. Uh, Rumor going around, and once again, this is a rumor. And another thing I want to clarify with you, just because you think something is a fact doesn't mean that it's a fact. But... Moving on. Rumor is that they may be looking to purchase Ring of Honor. And we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this rumor is even true. So that's just a rumor. Uh, And if you're looking for this rumor, uh, my source is Google that shit. I'm not here to educate you. All right? Look for it the same way I found it. Uh, But definitely great to talk about impacts uh i guess you could say resurgence to an actual popular cable uh network and not on a channel that only 25 percent of u.s population has uh but moving on we're going to take a quick commercial break and uh when we come back we'll have a special interview here with none other than bradley prescott the fourth And then make sure you stay tuned for the Clash of Champions predictions. We will make sure that we get all of the predictions. We will get Dre's predictions. We will get JT predictions. We will get my predictions. We will go over all of everything. We'll get you prepared for Sunday. But right now, let's go to our sponsors. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back from commercial break. Hey, make sure you do use our promo code MWM4LIFE. That way you can get one month free on us at powerslam.tv. But... As promised at the top of the show, we said we had our interview and a special interview for the listeners. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this interview and how this come about. So this all started from, of course, our friend, the promoter for or OWA. He told us about doing this, uh, doing this card that he wanted to do. He wanted to start up his own promotion. And we're like, man, you go ahead and do it, man. Uh, but when you do it, definitely, definitely get Get some of these hot up and coming indie talent out there. So we had him on, what was it like last month or the month, month before that? And he was telling us about the build up to the card and he name dropped one name in particular. And the name that he named is none other than Bradley Prescott, the fourth. How's it going, buddy? You know, just living the dream. How are you guys? Oh. Oh, man, it's it's just lovely, man. We're here in Cleveland, Ohio, of course, where, where the weather is definitely uh, one of one of the most unpredictable things inside the United States of America. Not as not as much as uh, crisis as the vaping thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I feel you. We got the same thing over here in Indianapolis. Yes, yes, yes. So let's let's talk about your your upbringing, man. Let's get let's go ahead and get that out the way. Uh, of course, you just mentioned that you uh, you're from Indianapolis and uh, you went to to Carmel High School. Yes, sir. One of the richest towns in all the U.S. It's pretty fire. Nice, 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 nice. So tell me, so tell me about uh, your time uh, there. Well, we, we before we get there, let's let's talk about you coming up. What was it about this business that caught your eye? Like, what what match was it that hooked you as a kid? So, I got to go with uh, the good old, probably a lot of people's favorite. It's a little bit later on in wrestling. Um, I would go with John Cena versus The Big Show for the U.S. title. The match was fire. Oh yeah, indeed, man. I definitely remember that. That was uh, WrestleMania 20 inside Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Madison Square Garden, Stone Cold with the Bear Bash this past uh, Monday was definitely a great moment. But not here to talk about Stone Cold. We're here to talk about Bradley Prescott the Fourth. So that match hooked you, and from there you were you're definitely in tune with it. Uh, were you? Uh, was this something that was quieted, or did everyone know that you're like this big wrestling fan? Uh, so I think I was like a lot of people, most likely, where was really into wrestling. Uh, everybody told me I'd grow out of it. I even tried convincing myself I'd grow out of it, but then I just never grew out of it. So what was it that uh, that kind of caught you with that that big show John Cena match? Was it you know just these two 
colossal characters colliding in a ring? Was it, uh, you know, the mic work? Was it uh, the in-ring? You know, what, what was it just the spectacle of it all? Or what, what kind of grabbed you? Yeah, so obviously I would have to go with uh, young Bradley uh, resonating a lot with Thugonomics John Cena. Um, I'm very similar to, if you've seen the movie, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. That's a classic. Don't be hating. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm very similar to that B-Rad. I grew up on the rough streets of Carmel, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Looking for so your chapstick. So took over, definitely drew me in. And then when Cena was spitting bars against the big show, talking about how he was just an ape with opposable thumbs, and then when Cena celebrated in the crowd, it was all over at that point. Yeah, man. Uh, the the doctor had uh, a lot of lessons to teach and uh, a lot of wisdom to impart on all of uh, the young uh, C-Nation people out there. So uh, you're definitely not alone on that one. Um, so what what was next? You know, when you were going through, you know, the teenage years, uh, was, was this something that, you know, you're saving allowances up to, to go to, you know, wrestling school? Were your parents supporting you? How, how did you get... Uh, this the start yeah so definitely i started a lot later on in life i think compared to especially a lot of these kids these days who are out here starting at 12 13 in yards and uh getting trained at 16 i didn't start training until i was 23 um i'm 25 now so i'm about two years in the business um but a lot of it was spent just watching wrestling so i started late obviously with the big match that caught my eye was cena versus big show but after that growing to love wrestling more and more digging back the evolution of youtube was huge benefit um anywhere leading into the independent scene seeing names um all across the board on the independent side of things and not just the wwe helped out a ton uh like quick carter gray was a huge influence he was a Bigger guy in CZW who just did insane flippy shit. Um, just guys like that was really cool to see. So just to see there was a bigger horizon than just WWE made me realize that I didn't completely have to grow out of my wrestling phase and I could actually go get trained and have a shot in the wrestling world, even though I wasn't, you know, six foot five, 300 pounds. Yeah, man. I mean, I definitely, uh, Definitely agree with you. There's so much uh, wrestling out there. I mean, CCW has definitely been around for quite some time. A lot of great guys coming out of there. Uh, of course, John Moxley's coming out of there. MJF came out of there. Uh, Narco Butcher, uh, you have him. I mean, there's there's so many names we can name. Uh, but there's uh, there's definitely uh, one one question uh, we definitely have to get get out of here, and uh, I think. I think the Juice Man is actually going to, and I guess I guess the Juice Man is getting juice. Hey, I feel you. I'm over here drinking a Natter Day, so we're both getting a little juiced, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel you, man. Okay, maybe he has too much juice, so the juice is loose. But <laughs> let's move on to the next question. Uh, so w- while you were in high school, uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about you. In high school, like, were were you a shy kid, or were were you very athletic? Were you like the jock around the campus, or were you more like uh more like the the character from uh, Malibu's Most Wanted? 
Uh, I would say a hybrid of all of those put together, honestly. Uh, I was good old class clown. I was a all-conference football player. I was a state pole vaulter. And actually, I was a world's caliber cheerleader. Um, so I did a lot across the board um, while still just passing class, making people laugh, uh, trying to be the life of party at all times. I could definitely relate. Uh, being the life of the party is something that, well, definitely, uh, I remember just being in high school. I was definitely a, a class clown myself. And more of it was just kind of, you know, to make myself kind of normalized because I was just this massive fucking kid that looked like an adult, uh, inside a, uh, a school full of regular sized people. But, uh, I definitely feel you as far as, uh, you know, b- being able to transition, play sports, uh, state titles, man. Look at you. Uh, so moving on from there, uh, just your, your high school experience. Now you get the training and you're two years into the business. Where, where did you train? Yeah. So I started with a company called WCWO, uh, trainer's name, Don Basher. Uh, worked with that for about a year and then I fell under the learning tree of Trip Cassidy. Um, he's one third of the Carnies. Um, I, lo- I owe a lot to him with the, uh, I'll call it the more advanced side of the training. Um, got all the basics down, everything like that. But then the extra road learning and things like that came through him and a couple other great people who took me under their wing. Now, speaking of your training, uh, I always ask this question on the show. Everyone has a different answer. But how was your first bump? First bump, uh, honestly, not too bad. Um, you definitely feel it. Um, I took a ton of bumps my very first day. Uh, the trainer I had originally is pretty old school, so I probably spent an hour just straight bumping and then an hour just straight running the ropes. Um, so I had a welt on my ass, and I was definitely sore the next day from just first day overall. Yeah, it's nothing like running those ropes, and it's nothing like that first bump. A lot of people bite their tongue uh, the first time. Don't know why, but just do. I know I was one of them. Uh, but, so, you're definitely getting this toolage, and you're definitely you're definitely getting uh, this learning uh, from some of these uh, great, great trainers. Let's talk about how how did you get those mic skills that you have? Yeah, so I think that's uh, one of those good old traits that you're you're more so born with. You can obviously build it as you go, but, I mean, my parents couldn't shut me up as a kid, so put a mic in front of me, I'm going to keep talking until someone either takes the mic away or shuts me up. So when did you realize that Natter Days were for the boys? Uh, what was the exact date of release again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, you know, going into, uh, you know, your career, man, like, wh- when did you kind of, uh, when did it all start to snap for you? When when, when, did, when did you realize that you were onto something? Yeah, so I honestly really started uh, coming into stride when, uh, it was when WWE brought back Starcade. Um, oh. Because that's when Gold Dust came back as the natural Dustin Reynolds. And I realized in my alcoholic uh, induced state of mind that if he can be the natural, 
Um, I'm actually under 205 pounds, so I'm in the light heavyweight division, and I'm pretty much a natural also, so I figured being the natural light heavyweight was only the correct fit. Um, and that's while I was sitting there drinking a Natty Daddy, so I figured it just was perfect, and everything, it was my aha moment, and I started, I grabbed the ball, and I ran with it, and I'm still waiting to fumble it. Man, I I respect that. I mean, sometimes you just got to crack open an Addy and get the day started, and it sounds like that that's how you live your life. Hey, man, shower beer leads into a breakfast beer, leads into the pregame for the day. And, that, <laughs> and then there's nothing left but game time. Exactly. You don't got to get ready if you stay ready. You don't got to get drunk if you stay drunk. Preach the truth. I agree with you 100%. I have a feeling that people listening to this are all simultaneously nodding their heads in agreement. Seems yeah, like they are. You guys have to do seltzers yet? Seltzers are fire, dog. Oh, I've seen those. I've them them Natterday seltzers? Oh, they're fire. So what's off limits? What can I not bad talk on this show? You can talk whatever you want. All right. We have officially went TV 14. Go so, ahead. So the real problem with White Claw is... White Claw tastes like you're drinking a seltzer water, and then someone burps a flavor into your mouth, and that's what White Claw tastes like. Whereas the actual Natty Ooh. Seltzers, they actually have a flavor to them, and then you taste a hint of seltzer. So that's why, like, right off the bat, first time I took the first sip, like, not even connected to Natural Light, I knew they were going to be better because the fucking Catalina Lime Mixer flavor was just literally insane. Bro, they had me at the Catalina Lime Mixer. As soon as they did that, that's just marketing and branding done right. I mean, but what can you expect from the people that brought you the Natterday Saints of you know, America? So Exactly. I tried to brand that as a church. I'm still looking into it. Nobody steal that idea. <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, you know, tell us about, you know, your, your approach to, you know, a match, you know, when you, when you go in there, tell us about, you know, some of the, the moves that people should be looking for, you know, when they see you debut September 29th at the big bar, 3 PM in Columbus and Ohio wrestling Alliance. What, what, what's the devastating maneuver that they're, they're looking for that's going to put them down for the one, two, three. Yeah, man. So uh it depends on how many beers I have before the match. It's going to depend on the type of match you're going to get from me. Um, we'll find out once I get at least one case in um, how active I'm feeling. Sometimes I work big man. I just start hurling people around with uh my alcohol blood content. When it's uh too high, I just start yeeting people because in life it's either yeet or be yeeted. Um or sometimes I'm a high flyer. I throw out the mean 444 splash. Um, I mean, you'll obviously see a stunner seven because beer. Um, there'll be a keg stand. I'll tap the keg. Um, I'll do just yeah. about everything. Yes. There may be a few hiccups too. Um, I'll be honest when I'm a little drunk out there. Uh, I do stumble a little bit, uh, but I usually catch right back up and I make up for myself. I'm telling you right now, you, you, you're you're speaking to my soul. I I I'm not currently off work right now. I'm I have to work on September 29th, and 
It's up to JT to go down there and represent for Marks with Mike's. Hopefully the Juice Man can make it. I can't right now. I'm going to have to get down there. I don't know how I'm going to miss this match. This man is speaking to everything that I want. Are you going to throw me a beer in the the crowd, please? Are you going to throw me a beer in the crowd? Hey, I'm trying to get showered with beer. Like, do you remember (laughs) ECW when they started throwing every single chair in that stadium into the ring? Yes. I'm trying to have that with every single natural light in that building. I want to die in that ring covered in beer. Makes so much sense to me. And I don't care about the first match. Like, sorry, everybody else. All these things come full circle. They they all go in together. I mean, if people have a problem with it, they're they're not yeeting properly. Exactly. You need to get some yeet in your diet. With two so, e's. So, uh, you know, t- tell us about the, the the mindset going in. What what are you doing to to get ready? Is it just natural lights? Uh, what what's on the diet? What 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 goes down with the natural lights? What what are you doing? Is it is it steaks and weights? You know, what do you, what what how, what's the training regimen? Yeah, man, steaks and weights are always important. I throw some eggs in there sometimes. Uh, I prefer them scrambled, um, much more than like fertilized. Obviously, not a good choice. Uh, ruins wrestling careers. Um, beer curls always a good choice. Um, I try and knock out at least a thirty pack a day. Um, you know, I just go into it. I found out my opponent recently. Um, I think it's been advertised. Um, you guys can go check it out on OWA's uh, Instagram page. Um, they have a couple more of the matches announced as well, so go check those out. Um, but just trying to figure out, you know, who my opponent is, how much I can force him to drink during the match is also important. Um, basically as important as my training regiment going up until the match. Yeah, yeah. speaking of your upcoming match, you have Marion uh, Fontaine uh, that you're going to be going up against and. uh Tell tell me a little about if you know anything about your upcoming opponent. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so uh, he's very 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 old school. Um, the style he wrestles, I'm pretty sure alcohol was actually in prohibition during the time. Um, so it's going to be definitely a huge clash of styles, um, and we'll kind of you know play it by ear and see how the match goes as the match happens. I don't have a whole lot of matches. Uh, where someone wrestles as like a 1920s style. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to see how much I can force this man to drink. Hey, the more drinks you get in, the better you fit in. But one thing I want to say is while you're down there coming to that ring, I would definitely like to share a beer with you. Hell yeah. And it's only right if it's a natty. Good. Sold. I'm in. I'll take 20. I'll take that first, JT. Just throw a beer at me. Shower me with a beer, please. That's all I asked for. You want to be my Mark Eaton? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Why not, He was man? the official beer drawer for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I will be your official beer drawer. Yes, I will. Sold. I'm in. Just start chucking them. Anytime I turn any direction near you guys, just start throwing them at me. I'll probably hey. catch I might not. If you miss me, try and hit the other guy. Oh, I'm putting <laughs> in the request. Oh, no, are we going, JT? Instead of us in the building, we're there. Listen, September 29th is right around the building, uh, right around the corner, actually, ladies and gentlemen. It's located Columbus, Ohio, of course, at the big bars right across the street from the Ohio State University. This event starts at 3 p.m., September 29th. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. You don't want to miss this. Tickets start as low as $15. 
And I'm saying this and correcting you with you're, you're literally your head is resting on my Ohio State Buckeyes shirt, but it is officially just Ohio State Buckeyes now. The trademark has been denied, so rip to the in the the Ohio State Buckeyes, but we'll we'll still call it that. Whoa, whoa, but what happened? They turned what? it down. You didn't hear? It? Yeah, they 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 filed no. for a, a trademark for the, and they got they got turned down. They, they they don't give a fuck about the in front of Ohio State University at the trademarking department. Yeah, they're so. smoking crack. Okay. R.I.P. Um. So back to Natterdays. When 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 you're when you it, it's Natterday is upon us. You know you're gonna be hanging out. I'm sure in some backyard uh, on Saturday beforehand. If you're not wrestling somewhere, or maybe before you wrestle at another event. Um. Is it beer pong? Is it Flip cup? Is it pyramid pong? What What's your game of choice? Uh, whew, uh, I would have to go with either king's cup or uh beer darts or schlagenhammer. Um, those are probably my top three go tos. The schlagenhammer, for those who aren't familiar, some of us may know it by the word stump. Uh, is a great game. Uh, for those not familiar, you flip a hammer, catch it, and you have to catch it exactly how you catch it. If you, if you catch it by the top part of the handle, if you catch it with your pinky barely hanging on, you, you gotta hit a nail that is in the stump, and the first person, uh, to get their nail is out. You don't want your nail to get hit. So, it's a game of trust, mistrust, uh, it's a game of, Almost taking your friend's shin out with a hammer. Um, a lot of fucked up nights happen with, uh, with, with stumps. So, uh, good choice, my friend. I mean, hell, I'm, I'm usually just, uh, just drinking. Uh, no games. Uh, I don't really have time for games. I, I just like to drink a lot, man. But, uh, I, I would definitely say if I did play a game, it would be Edward 40 hands. Tough. And I've won every time. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely, I definitely love that game. Uh, but speaking of speaking of a uh, natural light beer, why haven't they picked you up yet? So we're definitely friendly. Um, I was building, building, building a real good relationship with them. Uh, Pat McAfee got in the way a little bit. Um, super cool dude. Uh, obviously has a little bit more clout than me. Um, but. We're still on very good terms, uh, and I would like to say some point in the near future something will happen. Hell yeah, the spokesman is right there. I mean, I don't see, I don't see why they, they wouldn't put you on camera, your charisma, your mic skills, and god damn it, you just like you drink natural lights. I'm just gonna say it. And it, it's not even, it, it's not even because of, of the jacket. It's more so because of the trunks, you know? Hell yeah. But, uh, so, Right now, I, I, I have to know, if, if you had a chance to have a dream match with anyone retired, uh, sorry, not anyone retired, well, in, anyone retired or anyone that's currently on the roster, who would it be? And this could be any roster. Ooh, that's, that's hard overall. Um, I mean, everybody wants to have a match with Stone Cold. Um, obviously, us just beating the dog piss out of each other and then just drinking beer and having a blast afterwards would be obviously a dream come true. Um, if I could have specifically Thugonomic Cena, um, that would be really cool. 
Um, and then obviously why independent. Why? why uh, an Onyx Cena? Yeah. yeah. She's the best Cena. That's word life, dog. Yeah, you right about that. He had the knuckle letters. He had the mean lock on his chain. And Um, he had bars. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he he definitely had some bars. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. That was definitely a a word life scene, a guy. Up until until I found out that uh, he wasn't coming out with another album, and they pretty much did the whole hustle loyalty respect scene, and that kind of just killed it for me. But, uh, so, yeah. dream match with Thugger Damasina, dream match with Stone Cold. I'd definitely like to see that. Maybe, I mean, hey, WWE 2K20 is coming out. Maybe we can uh, let it happen on there. Hey, I'll take it. I'll see anything I can see. So, another question we, we got to ask you. Uh, this is kind of random. So, when it comes down to you working out, and you talk about doing your beer curls and things of that nature. When you're having your your iPod headphones, who are you listening to? There's a couple different stations. Um, the entire Rocky montage sequence uh, is definitely on there on repeat a couple times. Um, Which Rocky montage? Which one? It's the whole playlist from the entire seven movies. Uh, you just put that Spotify playlist and put that in a mean loop. I would probably say just good old traditional Eye of the Tiger, high quality. Uh, Getting Strong Now. I don't know if that's the official name of the song, but that's good. That's the third one. I'll take that one, too. I was hoping you would say four first. That's the best. Hey, Rocky Four is the best one. That's the best boxing documentary of all time. My man. You know what? We're going to have to drink a couple of beers together and watch Rocky. My man. He dies, he dies. That's right. <laughs> but along with uh, the good old Rocky theme songs, um, I mean, it's a wide array of everything. Uh, anywhere from not really country, but there's, I mean, South African rap with uh, Diane Vood. Um, good old classic Eminem, Summer cookout hits of the 2000s R&B hip-hop. Um, I mean, good old Panic at the Disco. Really, anything that pops up, I'm going to go hard to. I even have a couple power hours on there. Okay, okay. So, quick question. Are you a gamer? Uh, I play some mean Beerio Kart. Uh, that's a real good one. Uh I play a little bit of games, don't have a ton of time in life. Um, takes away from, you know, drinking and wrestling. But I bought a Switch just so I can play it while I'm on the road. Um, work on my Mario Kart skills so, you know, when Beerio Kart does pop up at parties, I can still be on top of my game, um, as well as I Super Smash on there. Um, so a little bit more console than any other gaming. Did I lose here or did I black out for a little bit? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm here. Oh. Sorry about that. I'm, nice. I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here talking, and I had the microphone switch off. <laughs> I just so. thought I blacked out and woke back up, and I just missed everything. That's my B-Dog. It's <laughs> no problem. Here, have, have another beer. Uh, but, so we, we, talk, we talked about pretty much uh, definitely your, your love of the business. Uh, we definitely talked about what got you into it. 
the match that captivated you, of course, was John Cena versus the Big Show WrestleMania 20, and you told us why. And also, you just told us not too long ago uh, about your playlist. Now, let's talk about your favorite movie of all time. Ooh, favorite movie. It's a good one. Um, we talked about it a little bit already. Rocky Four is definitely up there. Um, I don't know if I can single out one movie. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That's that's a little bit. That's that's a little bit uh, kind of on the spot. How about one movie from each genre? Yeah. Uh, so Rocky, I'll count that as my sports documentaries. Um, by far the best one, Rocky Four. Like we already said. Uh, really, any Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, super high up on any list. Uh, Hot Rod with Andy Sandberg. Uh, that definitely is high up on comedies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you give me a list of like one through 20, all eight, nine of Quentin Tarantino's films are probably in there. Uh, so probably one of those. Favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Ooh. Uh, I would probably have to go with just out of sheer love of one scene in Glorious Bastards. Okay, all right. Well, if you're going to go in Glorious Bastards, I have a two-way tie. One is for Pulp Fiction, and that is one of my favorites. Pulp Fiction with uh, Samuel Jackson, John Travolta. I mean, absolute classic, absolute classic scene. Uh, and then, tell you what, Doug, I got a question for you. What do you call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? He missed his high spot, man. And it's a Royale with cheese, but I was trying to play the cool beans clip from fucking Hot Rod the whole time, but YouTube's got to make me watch a fucking ad first before I can bring up a clip in real time. Hey, we, we got, need, we got we there just, with the Royale. I was waiting for you. Can we fucking get some free red YouTube red up in this motherfucker? Can YouTube sponsor us? No, because I just said motherfucker, and I just demonetized this before we ever, ever got monetized. Hey, man, it's all right. There's an ancient Aztec saying that goes it be like that sometimes. <laughs> oh man all right so uh I, I i definitely like like your choice of movies there now for the people who are just being introduced to you for the first time let let the people know where they can find you at yeah so you can obviously find me on facebook at bradley prescott the fourth um well, let me take a drink of my beer real quick uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bradley Prescott IV. Um, Prescott has two T's. And then you can find me on Twitter at Natty, N-A-T-T-Y underscore Light, L-I-G-H-T, the correct spelling. If you spell it L-I-T-E, you're trash. Um, underscore H-W, as in heavyweight. Man, listen, listen. The the promoter told me that you were going to be a great interview. He didn't lie at all. I, I, I've definitely enjoyed my time here, uh, definitely with this interview. Tell tell people where they can find some of your merchandise at. Yeah, I mean, right now I kind of just sell it through myself, so you can always just DM me. I have uh, Natty Daddy t-shirts. I have koozies, 
Uh, I actually even have uh, wrestling plush buddies. I don't know if plush is the right word. Uh, just like the good old-fashioned, like, 80s, 90s wrestling buddies. Uh, like the uh, NWO, Macho Man Randy Savage, the Ultimate Warrior ones. Unfortunately, mine don't say ow when you, like, move their arm. Uh, un- I couldn't get that made. Uh, but I have the wrestling buddies. Um, so tons of different choices for the actual merch. I will have it at the, uh, OWA show. Um, but yeah, and then I'm also in a group called the, uh, the Lost Boys. Um, it's a group of five of us who just basically do hood rat shit with our hood rat friends. Um, uh, and we uh, all have, we have t-shirts, towels, um, Lost Boys towels, it be like that sometimes towels, uh, Chase Holiday, Levi Everett, uh, Hoodfoot, Mo Atlas, Adam Slade. Uh, we all got a whole bunch of stuff, so you can find us all at any shows in the area, all across the country, realistically. So. What kind of stuff y'all do again? Uh, hood rat shit with our hood rat friends. My man. My man. <laughs> it's, it's, man. It, it's just sometimes you gotta ride around and get it and get some hood rat shit done with your hood rat friends. You get it, you understand, man. I understand all too well, my friend. So. Some of these dates before we go, I mean, where else can people find you for our regional listeners, the folks that are outside of the Cleveland area? Where are you going to be uh, inside and outside Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania? What are some other dates you got coming up besides the uh, a big bar? Yeah. Ohio Wrestling Alliance, September 29th, 3 p.m. Don't ever forget it. But what else is going on? Yeah, uh, I usually try and keep it pretty updated on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Uh, you can usually catch me at Fight or Die once a month in Indianapolis. Um, you can catch me at PPW Paradigm Pro Wrestling down in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, I'm usually on a couple different shows in Tennessee, anywhere from Crux to Sup to uh, NGW's, another great company down there that brings me in. A um, couple shows down in uh, Georgia. Uh, Alabama, uh, with New Level Pro. I've worked, or I'm going to be working with them in the near future. Um, so keep on the lookout for that. Uh, over in Illinois, um, just reach out to me and I'll find a date near you and I'll come your way if you need me to. Well, I definitely can't wait to see you September 29th. And once again, people, if you have not gotten your tickets yet, Make sure you go right ahead to Eventbrite. Just type in Ohio Wrestling Alliance or type in First and Fight, and it'll pull up the tickets. Tickets start as low as $15. I mean, come on. That is a score. You have such a heavy card. And some of these people on the card right now, you do have uh you have PME, you have the Gymnasty Boys, you also have Myron Reed, you also have on the card uh last week's guest charlie cruel you also have on this card uh pb smooth trey lamar and of course our guests on today's show the voice that you just heard besides mine was bradley prescott the fourth make sure you definitely make it a natter day ladies and gentlemen if you are listening to this on the way to work go ahead and have your natter day i'm cool what about you had a blast thanks for having me on guys I'm going to go crack open another couple, probably, I think I have seven more before I call it a night. Seven more? Look, man, you, you you sound like you're keeping up with me, so I'll tell you what, when we do link up in Columbus, 
I'm I'm just going to go ahead and bring me a case, and you bring a case, and we'll just go ahead and chuck a case before you match. I like it. I'm in. All right, man. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. All right. And that was our interview with Bradley Prescott the fourth. Stay tuned for our Clash of Champions predictions coming up right after this commercial. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. To drive into a car. So did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do hood stuff for my friend. And we are back. Make sure you do uh, definitely go right ahead and download Anchor. If you're looking to create a podcast, uh, just like the podcast said on the uh, app there, it's absolutely free. It doesn't take that much time to do, and you have all the tools right at your hand. Uh, if it wasn't for Anchor, we wouldn't have been on the air for a year. There's a little bit of rough bumps, but I'll let you know right now, they have all those kinks fixed, so thank God. But with that being said, what a great interview with, uh, with Bradley, man. I mean, Bradley Prescott the fourth is sure to get everyone uh, wasted at the big bar. And what other way would you do it with some natter days? But moving on, as promised at the top of the show, we have to talk about this Sunday's Clash of Champions. Man, this is a stacked card, as every match on here, besides one, is a title match. Uh, let's go ahead and kick off with the first match on the show, which I think it, they may open. It's the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. You have the tag team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross going against Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, Pretty good for you going on. What do you got, Juice Man? I'm just going to go on the limb and say Alexa, Alexa and Nikki. I've been liking that little chemistry they've been having lately. So I give the win to them. I, I didn't know the Iconics lost the match. Too much 2K in my system. Sorry, y'all. Too much 2K in the system. I, I got to agree with the Juice Man on this one. I don't see them dropping the belts just quite yet. Uh, good opportunity for Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, to get a match on a card, but uh, I think it's just uh, another uh, notch in the belt for the champs. So uh, next we have G- well shit we got to get JT's prediction. I'm trying to skip ahead and didn't even get JT's word. That's all right. It's okay. You probably had an out of day as well. Uh, but my prediction on that, I was actually going to play devil's advocate, uh, but. I don't think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are going to grab the titles off Nikki and Alexa. I mean, especially they're they're hot right now, I guess, in that division. Uh, but I I definitely like to see them hold on to the titles a little bit longer. But I believe they eventually will take it off them. But it's not happening this Sunday. Uh, but on to that next match, uh, a cruiserweight title match: Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lindsay. Dorado. Triple that. Cruiserweight. Championship match. No disqualification. Who do you have, Doug? Um, I'm a little behind on 205 Live. I actually watched this week's 205 Live, so um, I'm kind of caught up. But I didn't really get a chance to see much other than basically the storyline right now is Dorado challenge Carrillo saying that 
you know, he's been getting more opportunities and that if he had the same opportunities, uh, he would do just as well as he did. Um, so he challenged him to a match, beat him in that match and got added to the triple threat match. So, uh, when, when stuff like that happens, it kind of makes me think that it doesn't matter because they're just fighting over who's going to, you know, take the pin. And I, I think Gulak's going to retain. What do you, what do you got, Dre? I really haven't been on 205 Live, and I see Drew, Drew Gulak is still the champion. Um, I guess I'll just go with him. You know, is Drake Maverick won the title yet? That's what really should happen. But I'll just go with Drew Gulak. Um, like I say, I've really been missing out on 205 Live. I watch more NXT UK than 205 Live. I'm sorry, guys. I got to catch back up on that. But Drew Gulak for the win. Drew Gulak for the win. Sorry. May not even be a 205 Live to even watch, as it looks like NXT is maybe merging 205 Live there uh, as part of the brand. But, you know, hey, we shall see. If you want to find that rumor, it's on GoogleThatShit.com. Uh, but, of course, we had Drew Gulak winning that match. Uh, but moving on to the next match, which was kind of impromptu, we found this out on Twitter that the leader of the OC – uh, AJ Styles is going to be taking on Cedric Alexander in a United States Championship match. How do you feel about that, uh, Juice Man? Crazy, but I didn't even know he had a match with Cedric Alexander. Well, he's not going to be AJ Styles, but I think it'll be one of the good matches on the card, so I'm down to look at that match, so I'll be excited to see that match. That's... Basically, the the consensus, I imagine, it's going to be a fucking awesome match. Might be one of the matches of the night, but uh, I don't see Cedric uh, beating AJ. AJ is the only reason why the the club has any sort of momentum right now. Um, uh, I don't know why they dropped the belt still, but uh, yeah, I got AJ Styles on this one for sure. Yeah, we're definitely going with AJ Styles. Uh, he's definitely winning this one. It's not that we're just trying to agree with each other on everything. It's just the right is on the wall. I mean, it's clearly on the wall. Uh, it's a great opportunity for Cedric, uh, as far as on a, another pay-per-view. And it looks like this is not going to be on the pre-show. This may be on the main show. Uh, but I mean, this opportunity all came about thanks to Stone Cold. Uh, but next match, uh, in a match out of nowhere, uh, we have, the tag team champions, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, uh, versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I know. I'm still confused of why this is a tag team, but it works for the time being. Not saying that it's magic in the ring or anything, but, uh, I'm gonna do it different. I'm gonna get my prediction on this. Are you ready? So I think that Roode and Dolph Ziggler may grab the belts, and my reason is this is going to set up to the main event. So that that is why I am picking uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, a.k.a. Rudolph. It's the modern Rick Roode, Mr. Perfect. I'm not, I didn't coin that. I wasn't the first one to think of that. I can't take credit for that. But it's, it's a damn good comparison, especially considered how much, uh, Rick Rude is in Robert Rude. But, um, 
uh, uh, this one's tough, man. This is this is like a multi prediction because if you you what you're picking in this one is is what sets up the next one, like you were saying. Um, for no reason other than I'm going to be boring and agree with you, and hopefully Dre will uh, throw off the cycle of us all agreeing with each other. I'm going to go with them as well. Um, just because I think that if after all of this it turns into a, they just had a normal ass match and then they just had a normal ass main event and everyone was nice to each other, then that's kind of boring. So I, I gotta imagine some sort of shenanigans causes Strowman to to mistrust Rollins or vice versa, and then you know they they may not be full blown hating each other blood feud wise, but they'll they'll have enough steam to want to fight each other later on, and a reason to to not want to be partners anymore either. I agree. I think Rudolph, which I like that name, will probably win and cause more heat cause more drama for the championship match later on that night. So I agree with you again. We all in agreement for these matches right now. I think it's going to set up a great match for Strowman and Rollins for the championship later on that night. So, yeah, Rudolph for the win. All right. Well, we definitely need to disagree on something. I know we're getting ready to disagree on this next match. Of course, the boss is back. Uh, I cannot wait. We have... Becky Lynch, a.k.a. The Man, versus The Boss, also known as The Blueprint of Raw. But if you ask Matt Morgan, he's the only one that can hold that name. Uh, but this is for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Uh, how do you see this going? I mean, honestly, um, what do you think about this match? And let me hear from you, Juice Man. What do you think? Um going to be probably one of the best matches on the card. Um, I'm so torn in between the two because I like them both. Oh, my God. I'm just going to say somebody's going to come out. Nia Jax will come out, and they will stop the match. That's what I'm going to say. So nobody loses. So that's my prediction. Watch it happen. So, Dre, you have a DQ. Uh, You want to know why? Can I, can I explain why? Look, I th- but I thought you said Nia Jax was going to run it. Nia Jax is going to come in. It's just I can't pick between the two because they're, like, they're both awesome. Man. I don't want them both to lose. So I just want somebody coming in and beat you the match. Vince McMahon, I don't care. Somebody, damn it. JT, you go out there. Um, you know it's fatal four-way. Go, go work your magic. <laughs> okay. All right. So, obviously, you want someone to run in. And uh, that that will be great. So you definitely want a DQ. Doug, you definitely, you want Sasha to win. And I'm going to say this. I got Becky Lynch winning the match just to be that third guy who has a different opinion. Uh, I would like to see Becky drop the title because she, she is, for me, she's more of a chaser. Uh, I like I, I like the I like the work that she's been doing, holding the titles. I mean, she was Becky two belts, now she's Becky one belt. Um, and I knew that was gonna happen. Oh yeah, eventually that that, that would have to happen. But uh, I, I would just like to see her win this. But eventually, she's gonna have to drop this belt. 
But uh, I'm going with Becky Lynch just to be the guy who has a different opinion. Uh, next on that card, and no particular order, let's just go ahead with the the Intercontinental title. Shinsuke Nakamura uh, in this corner, Sami Zayn, and he is going against Cleveland's own, The Miz. That's right. Who do you have in that match, Ray? Huh. Come on, man. There's a bear shit in the woods. You know who I want to win. And he will. Hi. Chris Jericho's record of nine intercontinental titles. The Miz will beat Shinsuke Nakamura because he's awesome. So you have The Miz winning? I have The Miz winning. Say it with the chess. I have The Miz winning his ninth Intercontinental title because he is awesome. I can't do it, and I won't do it. I want to root for The Miz, but I won't do it. Um, Shinsuke needs this more. Miz will get another IC championship. It will more than likely be when he becomes a heel again. Shinsuke, for the love of God, has to have some sort of sustained storyline for once in his WWE career. So I'm going with Shinsuke out of desperation for that man to have some sort of sustained push. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would root for the Miz, but that's like rooting for the Miami Dolphins right now. I don't think it's a good move for this match. So... I'm going to go with Shinsuke as well. I mean, Shinsuke needs it more than anybody right now, like you said, Doug. I mean, the only meaningful feud he ever had was with AJ Styles after kicking his balls in for, what, four pay-per-views? And then Daniel Bryan kicks him one time, and he becomes champion. Uh, But the next match we definitely have to talk about is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the line, the New Day. The champions versus the revival. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Right now, I'm gonna get my opinion out of the way first. I love the New Day. They've been great. They've always been great. But I need more tag teams to hold these belts. I know the revivals held the Raw championship, but hope hopefully that, that leads into them uh, defending the SmackDown tag team championships against new new opponents, guys who also can uh, get the belt. But I, I got the revival beating the New Day clean with the fairness of Randy Orton. Uh, Dre, what about you? What do you think? Um, I'm also tired of seeing the New Day with the belts. But they're the only people that are on that show that really can hold it. I mean, it's going to be a great match. I just think the New Day will pull it off just because Kofi's the champion, and I think they just want to keep the belts on all three of them. So uh, it's going to be a great match, a hell of a match. It's going to go down to the wire. Probably my dark horse match of the night. I think that's going to be a great match because the New Day, they can put on great matches, and the Revival is just awesome in the ring. So it's going to be a great match, and I give it to the New Day. It's time to go blue. I want the Revival to be the face of the tag team division because everyone already knows the new day. If you're tuning into SmackDown for the debut show and you don't know who the new day is, then you are far from 
from knowing what's been the hell going on in wrestling for the last five years. Because New, New Day's been all over it. They've been on Good Morning America. They've been on Ellen. They've been everywhere. I want the revival to be that representation of if you are an old school wrestling fan, here's what we have available for you on our SmackDown show. So I want the revival to win. I want them to start throwing up the three as they walk to the win. I got the revival. And but you know what I would like most of all out of this? I would like WWE to get rid of these ugly ass tag team titles and bring back some more traditional looking tag team titles. Can we take a sidebar real quick here? If, if I may indulge the the marks with Mike's audience, uh let us know in the comments, let us know in the tweets what you think about this rumor going around. We didn't get to this in the top of the show, but it's rumored that the NXT UK brand is looking about getting a mid-card title which could be the European Championship making its return in some capacity. It won't be the WWE version because it'll have to be NXT UK branded. But there's also been a Eurocontinental Championship thrown out. There's been a few rumors. But let us know what you think. Is it going to happen? I'm going to guess that it is. If it's there's smoke, there's fire, and they need a mid-card title. But let us know what you think it should be called. What what will it look like? Because right now, NXT UK, overall, when you put them all in a line and add them up together and divide them by how many there are, have the best belts. There are only three belts. But, yeah, they, they all do. Yeah, all, all three are literally the best design that WWE has. I mean, and even at one point, I like the NXT title. But when when I seen the tag team titles come out, and at one point, I like the yeah they do. I mean these are I mean, gosh, look I don't want to get caught up on the belts, so sorry. But yeah, let us know on Twitter. Matter of fact, screw that. We're gonna do a poll on Twitter, and we'll 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 go to announce the results on it on next week's show. Uh, but moving on to the next match, we got Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. Can Charlotte become the 10-time women's champion? Do you think it's too early? Uh, who do you have winning this match? Dre, let's go. I have Bailey retaining the title. Like you said, JT, I think it's too early for number 10 for Charlotte. Um, I think, I think, I'm, I don't, I, I get mixed reactions, mixed signals with this Bailey heel turn, but I think it's something that they need to keep pushing, and I think they'll keep the belt on her to see how she reacts as a heel, even though I like Charlotte better as a heel anyway. But Bailey will pull it off, though, because I like what they're doing with Bailey. Man, I'm about to go off on another sidebar tangent about the Bailey heel turn. Um, I, I wish what they would have done is reamplify what they did originally with her, where she was like, I used to look up to blah, 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 and blah, 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 and they were my heroes, and they were my... I wish she would have almost done, like, the heel version of that. Like, I wish that Eddie was still here to see the lying, cheating, stealing that I'm fucking doing right now. Like, that kind of shit. Like, those were my real idols. Like, when The Rock was a face, fucking boring. I liked it when he was doing blah, 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 you know? So, but they're they're having her do the delusional, I still think I'm a face. So that makes me a heel kind of heel. And that's... That's fine. I'm with Dre. I want to see it kind of 
evolve beyond that probably. But uh, I, I think she's retaining. And I was laughing when you said it's too early for 10 because I thought it was too early for 9, 8, 7, 6, and 5. Yeah, she's really tying her dad's record very quickly. But, uh, no, for me, I would definitely say uh, I can't take Bailey serious until she comes out with an interest song and then pop all the wacky inflatable uh, tube men. I mean, yeah, the, the black jacket is nice, but no, she she has to come out one day and just pop all of the inflatable tube men, like kick them off stage. Put the head, the severed head of a inflatable. Uh, he's actually moving to SmackDown, too. Well, that's a rumor. And I really hope they don't mess over Tom Phillips. I'd be happy for Big Joseph, but they can't fuck over Tom Phillips. Uh, but... Yeah, sorry. I got Bailey winning this. I'm sorry. It's too early for 10 for Charlotte Flair. I mean, at this rate, she'll be a 16-time champion before the Royal Rumble. Just saying. But with that being said, let's go into the next match. Uh, a no-DQ match with Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns. So it looks like Eric Rowan was the guy, and he actually got his first name back, which is nice. I mean, don't let them hold you down, man. Let them know that you do have a first name. And God damn it, my first name is Eric. My last name is Roman. But I'm very happy. New theme music. New tattoos, I guess. Well, the tattoos have always been there. I just I finally noticed it. And it looks like he got rid of that uh, that problem that you were talking about on last week's show. I, I, I was thinking about this during the as we were watching all of the the, the replays that they have to show you week in and week out. Um, I might have went a little aggressive last week on uh, the list. I think maybe he, like I said, he could have just had a little mustache in the mouth, and it's adding to some some like we got a little you know a little thing on the mic here to make sure that the peas don't sound a little aggressive. That might have been what was going on with his own mustache and his own mouth. Uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, they, they really went real hard into the, he's an intellectual and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They didn't really build on that. It just kind of came out of nowhere. All of a sudden he's a fucking genius overnight and okay. So he's been following around Wyatt for years and we didn't know he was a genius. He's following around Daniel Bryan for the last X amount of months and we never knew he was a genius. They, they, if they've made like, like, Eric's Rowan's a smart guy or Rowan's no dummy, you know, but like they never pushed it as hard as they did in that promo. So, but anyway, Rowan's got to eat one right here. Um, I think it, it's going to be Rowan. It's an post leukemia Roman Reigns booking hasn't always been dominant. So he's come back and taken a few L's. Uh, and I think he might take another one here just because, uh, we gotta establish Rowan if we're gonna make him to be this threat that, you know, he's supposed to be. What about you, Dre? I agree. Never thought I'd be seeing Eric Rowan in this position, but, hey, he might win. I think he will. Just like you said, Doug, this post team um, booking for Roman Reigns has been shitty, terrible. I don't know if they're punishing them for doing the Rock movie with doing the movie with the Rock. I don't I don't get it, but is it the whole thing from overseas where he flipped out on Vince or whatever? I don't know, but yeah, it's just it's not looking good for Roman. I thought Roman would have the belt by now. You know, I didn't think Kofi would still have it right now, but um, yeah, this Eric Rowan thing, 
I hope they I don't know what they're doing with it. He's never been the best wrestler. So let's see how this works. You know, I hope they do make him a monster. I think it was just an excuse to turn Dan Bryant face again, but yeah, I think Eric Rowan will win. We'll see how it goes. Okay, I, I am going uh Eric Rowan with some interference with for from Daniel Bryan. But moving on to the next match. It's the Universal Championship. It's Seth Rollins versus this Braun Strowman. Uh, who do you have winning this match? I don't know. I don't know. Ah, Rollins, Strowman. I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know. Like, there's an argument to be made for both. Um, I don't know what you do with Rollins if he loses in the long run, and I don't know what you do with Strowman if he loses in the long run, unless he just circles back around to get another match later on down the line when they hate each other more. Um, so yeah, I just talked myself into it. I'm gonna go with Rollins, um, maybe doing some old school heel Rollins type moves to get it done. Uh, and uh, architecting his way into a win uh, over Strowman. He he beat Lesnar twice this year already. He's I don't see him dropping it right away after that. Go ahead, Juice Man. What do you think? This is a tough one. I I want Strowman to win because he's been like he's like zero at zero and ten in these matches, <laughs> but then. I want Seth Rollins to win because I want him to stay strong. So is ah man. You know what? Barrett Corbin's gonna have a dope disqualification to make them both look strong. Nobody wins. Barrett Corbin comes in, interferes in the match. The end. And I and I I'm leaving it at that. I guarantee that'll happen. This match will end in a DQ. Somebody's gonna come out because you don't want to make you don't want to make Strowman look weak. And you want to keep Rollins as a strong champion. So I just see a disqualification happen. I'm calling at least three disqualifications at this pay-per-view this weekend. Okay, Dre, that's a very bold bold prediction. I mean, yeah, at this point. I'm a bold person. Yeah, at, at, at this point, I mean, we're, we're definitely, I mean, both you and Doug right? I mean, you don't want to make either person look weak. Uh, Braun Strowman, if anyone needs it, it's Braun Strowman. But. Also, Seth needs it because he just took the belt off of Lesnar, and you don't want to make him look like a champion that just continues just to have the belt, drop the belt, have the belt, drop the belt. But then that worked for Triple H. I mean, Triple H will hold the belt like six months or four months. He'll drop it, regain it back. That's that's sort of the things that made you know his title runs good, which is why he has uh, what is Triple H a a fourteen time champion? Yeah, fourteen. Hey, if Marks, let 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 me know. Uh, uh, definitely tweet us. Let me know how many times Triple H is a champion. And uh, I don't know. I may have something out of my goodie bag to send to you. But uh, honestly, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to I'm going with Dre. Someone's going to come interfere. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Fiend interferes and just no one wins the fucking match. Uh, who knows? I mean, anything could happen. But I... I don't want to DQ at a class of champions because it's like kind of the point to, this is like your, your, your time to either build new champions leading up into a survivor series and going until, uh, 
Royal Rumble to build new stories. So I'm not sure, man, but I'm just going to go with a DQ. I, I, I would love to see Braun Strowman win, but I don't think they're going to put him on Braun. He needs it. He really does, but I don't know. Uh And finally, the main event, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. This, I think, should be the main event. I don't think the main event should be uh the Universal. I think the WWE Championship needs to be held back to what it was, especially if you're going to be doing these joint pay-per-views. But I am definitely going with um, – I'm going to go with Randy Orton. I, It's time. It's time to, to transition the title. Uh, you got two faces on Raw and SmackDown as your, your champions. Uh, I think it's time that we have a heel champ on one of the brands. And I think it's time that Randy Orton is that guy. Uh, I think Randy Orton could definitely hold the title for a while. I'm not saying that Kofi run was still. I'm saying that he needs someone to combat him. I mean, he's went over Samoa Joe clean. Uh, he's went over Dolph Ziggler, clean. He's went over Daniel Bryan, clean. Uh, so he needs, uh, he needs a legend from the Ruthless Aggression era to have a great match with him, which he's already had chemistry with, but I would just like to see. I mean, of course, WWE may continue with this overcoming story of Kofi overcoming Randy Orton finally, but I think it's time that you go ahead and put the title on Randy Orton. That's my bold prediction. I think he's going to put him down with the most devastating letters inside professional wrestling today, RKO, or MWM. I can deal with you saying RKO are the most professional letters in sports entertainment, reiterating what Randy Orton says way more than I can agree with Corey Graves trying to sell us that Sasha Banks and Bailey are the most dominant tag team in all of sports entertainment. But I digress. Um, yeah, I I can't see them giving it to Orton here. I mean, I can. I absolutely can. I, I shouldn't say that. That's not true at all. I can always see Randy Orton winning a championship. Um, it every everything that he's won within like the last five years seems like oh shit they gave they gave it back to Orton. They still think that he's up there. I mean, and, and he is. Um, but like he he goes in and out of being part of the main event. Like he he never seems to be always in the main event. They, he seems to be sometimes in the main event when they need him to be, and other times he just goes and like burns down Bray Wyatt's house. Um, but. Uh, I think they, they've got to compete. They, they can't have an 11 year saga of him overcoming all this shit of Randy Orton and with Randy Orton winning. And if they do, then that means that we got to see Kofi chase it and get it back. If they do it that way, I'm fine with it. But if they have Randy Orton win and then Kofi just goes back to being in the new day or he just doesn't get back the title, then ah, it almost kind of ruins everything for me. What do you think, Dre? I, I agree. Um, this has been a great feud. Let's, let's just start off by saying that. This is probably out of all the feuds he has since he won the title. This has been the best one. I think it's bringing some, it's bringing back some, um, what can I say? It's bringing back, it's bringing back some, 
attention to Randy Orton because it's like you said, Randy Orton seems to drip in and out the main title picture, but I think this is a very personal, great feud, and it's time to get to who's going to win this match. I think Kofi's going to pull it off. I really think so. I think the end game is to have Roman win the title, but I think they might actually keep the title on Kofi maybe until next year's Mania. I mean, he's not doing bad with it, my opinion, or until Brock Lesnar get there and, and kill him. But he's not doing a bad job. He's not doing a bad job with the title. I mean, you guys agree? Agree with me? I think I think he's been a great champion. I don't think he's doing any worse than AJ Styles was doing because AJ Styles had that belt for a while, and there was some definite lulls in the overall reign. It had its moments where, like, oh, okay, I remember why he was the champ, and that might be this match for Kofi. We're like, oh shit, yeah, that's why we like fucking Kofi. Yeah, and I think this, like I said, I think that this match, I think that this feud has been great, a very underrated feud. This has been a great feud for SmackDown. I've been loving it. This is, as much as I've not been in tune, I've been, I've been in tune with this feud, and this has been a great feud. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, these are our predictions. We will find out, of course, this Sunday. On the WWE Network, uh, for those who don't have it, make sure you go ahead and sign up. Uh, you get this pay-per-view as well as next month's pay-per-view held on the sale for free. Uh, but after that, you have to pay the uh, $9.99 there. But uh, this pay-per-view is stacked. It's a very great card. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, let us know. Let us know if we were right about our predictions uh, on on the day of the show. Just at us at Marks with Mikes. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. At Marks with Mikes, that's M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-A-M-A. God fucking damn. Get this shit together. M-A-R. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Jesus Christ. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Marks with Mikes, M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and that's also available on the Book of Faces. Listen, I'm going to be honest, we never promote that page, and a lot of that has to do with me. Uh, and also, uh, definitely follow us on YouTube at Marks at Night. That's, that's M-A-R-K-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. And, of course, follow uh, Tales of Wrestling, of course, on Twitter. That is T A. L E L O F W R E S T L I N G. That is a mouthful to say. Hey man, if you can't figure out how to spell tales of wrestling, don't follow me. <laughs> Thank you. That's how you say it. And if you can't spell Mark for Mike, don't follow us either. But I'm pretty sure you all can spell. You pretty much know how to spell it by now. Oh, uh, well, you know, I've had my, my fuck up moments of spelling the show's name, and that's because I'm trying to say too much at one time. But mm-hmm. hey, listen, get out there, go to our merch store at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, go ahead and check us out. Type in Mars and Mike's. 
We have our two current shirts out. Three current shirts out right now, sorry. That's the NWM for Life, the NWO style shirt in the black and white. And we also have the Wolfpack Edition as well as the Wrestling 25 AT shirt that is also out there. And uh make sure you order it. We have hoodies. We have onesies. We have unisex T-shirts. We also have uh, a women's tank tops. We have man tank tops. We have sweaters. It's getting ready to get cold here, you know, getting ready to go to fall and then winter. So get your sweaters, man. And uh who knows, maybe we'll have a new design coming out in the month of uh October or possibly before the end of this month. But make sure you do follow us. Let us know what you think about the show, and we cannot wait to hear back from you. Let us know what you think. Man, this was a great show. Got to thank Bradley Prescott the fourth for coming on, of course. And, hey, we're going to end this out with a clip from one of his favorite movies. And we're out. Boom. That'll be the good one.